Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Welcome to the Marvel Alliance Podcast, where we cover anything and everything to do with the Marvel Universe. From the comics, TV, and movies, we'll go from Earth-616 to the Mojoverse to the TVA in order to bring the Marvel Universe right to you. I'm the man without fear, Chris. I'm your friendly neighborhood, Brent. Alliance Assemble, Assemble. Volume 198. Man, Brent, we are two episodes away, and we have now officially gone three weeks in a row with non-stop MCU Disney Plus content. Right? It's been so much, and that's not a bad thing. But no. It, it, I, I won't lie. There's just this little part of me that's like throwback to, you know, a couple years ago, but like to 2021 when it was like bang, bang, bang. Like that's how it's kind of felt. Not complaining. I'll take it. It's fine. We have plenty of projects to talk about coming forward. But wow, they did put these close together. I, I, I will say this. I, I told you this today. I, I, I'm same like you. I've enjoyed it. But doing these notes and breakdowns at some point, I say I'm looking for just a little bit of a break before Madam Web. <laughs> just yeah. just a little bit of a breather at that point because doing these kind of, you know, with, with um, you know, what if, you know, at each, each day for nine days in a row, I was doing breakdown notes and everything like that. And then basically within 48 hours, having to do five episodes of breakdown notes. <laughs> it's so, a little much. But I so do this for you, you the people. Indeed. And hey, you you were able to get it all watched relatively easily because they did put it back to Tuesday night and Mm -hmm. it's you know combined runtime is about three and a half hours with credits so you know it didn't work out I I will tell you I watched it twice on Wednesday this week I watched it twice Brent is better than me I have only been able to see it once we prepare different ways yes we do (laughs) we do (laughs) we do yes I was was able I wasn't planning on I was planning to get at least three episodes in and uh, once I saw the runtime, and I said, you know what, I can push it a little bit, and I was able to get all five episodes in and still get into bed uh, right at midnight. So, perfect. Yep. So, but yeah, I'm excited to talk about this. Uh, but how's been your week? Uh, it's 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 been kind of a weird one because we've had some snow, and that's affected the schools. So, like, my kids were out of school for a couple days, and like Wednesday, I went to work and. Technically, I'm supposed to report on snow days, but we're allowed to use vacation time. Well, Wednesday, I, not Wednesday, I'm sorry. Tuesday, I went to work, and there were eight of us there. Eight, just eight. Just mm-hmm. eight people of our department of 30-something. And it felt dead. It just felt dead. And that's fine. I I, I like. I was actually, I actually got a lot done. Um, but 
And then the, the next day, obviously, I was at home watching Echo. And then back at work, I told my wife uh, this morning, I was like, I feel like it's Monday. It's, it feels like a Monday right now. <laughs> yeah. Like I even looked, I even looked at my open my podcast app because there's an, a podcast I really enjoy that comes out on Mondays. And I was like, oh, is there a new episode? Nope, it's not nope. Monday. So I was all th- <laughs> all thrown off. But Wednesday is my favorite day of the week to have off work, so I'll take it. There you go. Yeah, we officially started back with kids this week, so we went to school Monday. We had major flooding and high speed winds on Tuesday, so the district made the right call in uh, keeping us home because at 35 mile per hour winds, those can knock over our buses and that's not that's not a good thing so our district made the right call and so then to start back on wednesday with a two-hour delay because of all the flooding and uh, so it's been an odd week for me as well but my kid's birthday was yesterday they turned uh both of them obviously i have twins so seven years old so they are they are enjoying the next couple of days of their uh playing with their new gifts so it was a always good to see my kids having a good time so but let us, since we've got five episodes to break down, and I know we've got some people in the chat already waiting for this, so let us not let us not uh, you know delay at that point. But we got to get some our usual network plugs out of the way. We are the we are part of the Geek Ultimate Alliance network with seven shows covering the wide range of geek and nerdum. To see the full schedule, check out the show notes below and subscribe to the Geek Ultimate Alliance network on Twitter at GUA Pod Network so you know when all the shows drop. We also have a Patreon, so if you want to throw a couple of shekels our way, we've got two tiers, our dollar tiers, our tip jar to say, hey, you think we're doing a good job? And then we've got our $5 tier with ad-free episodes, early access episodes, and Patreon-exclusive shows, including our, including our we have wrapped this up, but our, our previous show, We Can Watch This All Day, the Marvel Alliance Infinity Saga Rewatch, all 24 episodes of the Infinity Saga are up there for patrons. Um, Brent and I, I think, are kicking around. I've got a, I've got a proposal. I'll talk to, I'll talk to you after uh, okay. for an idea of continuing on and, uh, in a different good, way. Good thing we did the uh, Infinity Saga and not yeah. the Sacred Timeline. I'm just yeah, because it got a lot longer. <laughs> it definitely did. We will talk about that shortly. Uh, but yeah, we got 24 episodes up there. Uh, we've got the DC Alliance guys still kicking it with uh, DC Film through the years. We've got Clay and Jake looking at Marvel Snap updates. Uh, Katie doing her her uh, Star Wars canon, not canon uh, comic book for Star Wars reviews. And we got Joe. Uh, multiverse minute so a lot of content a lot of back content out there so if you're not a member of our patreon go to www.patreon.com backslash gua network so you can become a part of that we want to thank our patrons we cannot do this without your support and if you can't join us on patreon we totally understand give us thir- give about 30 to 90 seconds rate and review the marvel alliance solo feed on apple podcast spotify amazon music wherever you get your podcast we greatly appreciate it and last but certainly not least we want to thank our official sponsor OrganicPriceBooks.com for all your Omnibus Hardcover Collect Edition needs. JP and the crew at OPB have got it going on with excellent customer service, immaculate packaging, packaging ships around the world. You know, again, I'm going to keep trolling Brent until he finally breaks his rule about ordering uh, physical editions. You know, not that, that, trolling that, me. It's, it's, I mean, I'm not upset looking at this beautiful crossword. <laughs> and I saw yeah. Ron Mars, a writer of Mystic, posted the other day asking if anyone actually had a copy of this edition. Oh, yeah, right and... And my buddy Omar was the first one, and he said it is real and it is spectacular. He said, Perfect. "So yeah, you got the Mystic pre-order. Uh, we've got a few ones. We got you know the st- my one I'm really looking forward to coming out later this year. Star Wars: Tales of the Jedi. I was a huge fan of that series uh, from Dark Horse at that point, and uh, a few other Omnis at that point. You've got JMS's." Uh, uh, volume two of his Spider-Man run coming back in a print. Hey, look, we've got some Daredevil, Shadowlands, and then his, the uh, Bendis, 
Uh, Meliv, uh, Shadowland, one. huh? Maybe that's what we should do next. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it's, it's better than the the arc of Spider Man that shall not be named. That's so, but uh, but anyways, <laughs> if uh, if you would like to uh, you know go and purchase any of these, including any of uh, besides other Marvel products, use that code MarvelGOA at checkout to get two dollars off every single order. It lets you know. You are a listener, and you can use it unlimited amount of time. And again, we want to thank them for being our official sponsor. All right, Brent. So, you know, right before Echo started, let's just let's just rip this up. Um, something changed on Disney Plus, always beginning to change during the airing of it. Um, do tell our listeners if they haven't already figured it out what has changed on the sacred timeline of the MCU. Yeah, so if you need even further further proof that yeah, it's canon. Besides the fact that there's some stuff there, I mean, there's, I mean, the show itself, I think, also solidifies it a bit. But Disney Plus, go to Disney Plus, go to the timeline order, and they have put the Defender shows plus the Punisher in in order of the of the timeline viewing. Now you have to look at the timeline viewing, not the Infinity yeah. Saga. They're not part of the Infinity Saga technically, but for the timeline of watching all of that's all of the sacred timeline you have it in there that said it is i agree with the criticisms and i don't know how they would do this it's a little clunky because like it is especially daredevil right daredevil has three seasons plus <laughs> plays off of the defenders yeah just in the in the defender saga alone which is now just called the defenders they don't have it labeled the defender saga anymore just in that alone it was season one season two defender season three and so it it's not it's really more timeline order based on where that particular show starts. Mm-hmm. I would still say if you have if you're you know if you're listening and you happen to have not watched all those and you're curious now to go back and check some of it out, you want to see more Kingpin, check some of that out. Go ahead and maybe just do a quick Google of a watch order if you want to go through some of that and you haven't before because it does it, it's not crystal clear there. But what is clear is Marvel is going forward with this as as canon, and I. I could not be happier with that. I'm definitely very happy. I do. When we get to the final episode, I'll have a couple of things that I'll say like, it's canon. It's canon, but I think I have some some call outs to th- to think about at that point. But it, that's fair. But, and yeah. and realistically, you can't expect them to bring in no. that many number of episodes and sh- amount of sheer content and, with zero retcon. And, and, and yeah, and that's what I'll basically say for the hardcore fans. We're going to have to. You're going to have to give a little on and, this. One. And what's more comic accurate than having a retcon? <laughs> so you <laughs> hey, know, guess what? It, you know, it works. It's it's, it's not, all right. It, you know, Marvel does it not as often as DC, but you know. Hey. Well, they both do retcons. It's just DC reboots the whole damn thing. Yeah, <laughs> every, every, you know, in about five years, they're due for another. They one. They are due for another one pretty soon. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, you got to. They already had. Fi- they already had. Uh, you know, uh, another crisis that happened uh, last year, so they're going to wait a little bit. So, <laughs> arguably, but, Marvel's been due for one for like twenty years, and they haven't done it. They've done like little refreshes, but not yeah. blown reboots. But all right, so. Let's give some quick non-spoiler thoughts before we kind of start breaking down each episode. Uh, again, it's going to be we're going to try to keep the episode breakdowns. Uh, first episode is going to probably be slightly longest, but every one of them. Uh, so we're going to try to keep this kind of tight as much as can. But Brent and I sometimes chase squirrels, so <laughs> we'll we'll do our best. All right, Brent. So high level thoughts on Echo non-spoilers. Uh, you know, I, I was asked about it today at work by someone who hadn't watched it yet. 
And I just said I was really happy with the show. I think they did a great job with it. Is it is it like top tier, like number one on my Marvel Studios ranking? No, it's not. But it's far from the bottom as well. And they they did a great job with the character. They made some changes to the character from the comics. I think for the most part they worked. Um, I, I think that this is unquestionably Echo's show. People going into it were concerned, you know, is she going to get overshadowed by Daredevil, right? Is she going to get overshadowed by Kingpin? No, and Kingpin was certainly, you know, your second your second act there, like number two, but... It is Echo's show. She drives it. If if Alakwa Cox doesn't nail her performance, the show doesn't work. And I think she nailed the performance. And the the absolute, like, just pure representation angle of both indigenous culture as well as, as the sheer amount of sign language exposed to, phenomenal job. And I don't think it counts as a spoiler to just say the way the sound was done for this project, especially pertaining to... Uh, to Maya and her deafness, I thought was incredible. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. And, and I, I will fully agree with that. Like the, and I said this before we got on, I said the more I sat on this and kind of reflected on it, again, you got in two viewings, I got on one, but the more I sat on it and the more I started kind of doing my breakdowns on uh, my iPad and things like that, writing my notes at that point, I had a, it wasn't like i dislike the show but at the first i said i need to think i need to kind of let this kind of settle in and the more i started doing my my background and kind of looking at the easter eggs looking at the direction some of these things are and doing some research of um culturally what they're referencing at that point i think this show one the the binge model was what they had to do for this show not because to dump it but because this show is something that i think would lose people if it was episode to episode and it would not be as seen a, a, as positive, this needed to be kind of people needed to kind of see it and have the opportunity to kind of see the full thing through all the way through versus episode by episode. I may be, you know, I know you, 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 you agree with me on that. We, we talked about that, but it is something that I don't think the binge model is good for every single show, I think, but for this one, it worked really well, but Alec Cox, the cast, I think they did a good job. They they really, really, really tried to make sure that the Choctaw Nation was very well uh, represented, um, and, and they were with them in that. I'll point out a little bit once we get into spoilers about a place you can go and kind of see a little bit if you're curious on different things, but... I I was more and more I thought about this. I was very impressed. I still have some issues, like I do with every show, but I think that this was a probably a time in the time we have now with the MCU. I I'm not confident this show gets made at all. Oh, absolutely. There's no way this show gets made today the way because they it got greenlit. Call it what it is. In the era of they're being told you have to push, 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 and this was greenlit back when the you know we would get nine projects in a single year. (laughs) You mentioned the distribution model, and I. I want to I want to echo pun fully intended what you said about that. I I completely agree. This for this show it worked the best. I don't remember who said it, but years ago about something not even comic related, I read a quote from a Netflix executive that basically said when you drop all the episodes at once, you don't have to have a massive cliffhanger every episode. It's yeah. not like that. You don't have to give some people to like I got to get back next week because they have the next episode right there. And arguably I think there's really only one or two cliffhangers in this series that to me would be called a cliffhanger. And yeah. like that I would think of as a cliffhanger. And 
one of them's at the end of episode three. I, I, I guess that could definitely count as a spoiler. So sorry for that. But it, mm-hmm. for the most part, I think it worked really well. And uh, from outside the show, but related to it, the Marvel Spotlight brand, uh, the logo is kind of eh for me. They I won't can, lie. Yeah. Um, the fanfare, like I read, it's getting a new fanfare, and I'm like, that that was it. Like <laughs> it, it's not. It's, I like it. Explicitly calls out in closed caption, Michael Giacchino. <laughs> Like, and I realize it's from him, but I'm like, oh, I, I would have rather just had your first one, <laughs> but I know, yeah, or your other one. But I mean, it, it's fine, it is what it is. But the point of the spotlight branding was to say you don't need you don't need to have done any homework, right? It, they're basically saying either there is a homework problem or the perception of a homework problem exists with the MCU, and uh, arguably, how could you not when you're what fifty projects in or whatever? I don't know yeah. what the exact number is. But I thought they did a great job of not making you have to have seen that stuff. You know, that trailer or that teaser came out where it was like clips from Daredevil, clips from Hawkeye, and then stuff for Echo. And I was like, this flies in the face of not having to do homework. But then I actually watched the show. I think they did a really good job with it. I don't think you needed to have seen anything. I I, I was very impressed. And I'll call out another show that probably should take, maybe not to the extent that they went to, but should have probably, it would have helped some people's big problems with it with a particular show so i'll 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 call that in a little bit but um but yeah let's get into this we're going to take our first ad break uh so if you haven't finished watching echo and you don't want to be spoiled uh we're going to take our first ad break and then get into it um episode by episode so uh as you know these these ads help keep the lights on the geek ultimate alliance network we don't get to choose what ads come on and they could be a bit loud so give it that three count before they come on three two one we'll be right back When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we are back. All right. So we start off, uh, you know, episode one called Chaffa. So last we left Echo was at the end of Hawkeye. Uh, and so, you know, the the first episode up, up right front, like we get a very big background, not only into Echo, but our entire ancestry at that point. But for those that don't know, didn't watch Hawkeye, don't know who really Echo is, where they're based out of, her character debuted in Daredevil number 9 in 1999, where, like the show, her father was killed by the Kingpin, who then raised her as his own as his own child. Uh, they had been business—her father and Kingpin in the comics had been business partners, but because of a quote-unquote mistake, uh, he had to be taken out. And Maya's dad begged Fist to look after her. And uh, she was sent to the most prestigious schools. And we do see her uh, in the show learning karate and Fisk fist protecting her. Uh, when her dad died, he left a handprint on her face, uh, which in the comics she wore as a mark and an homage in the series with, is done when her mom um, is killed in the car accident. Uh, in the comics, she's Cheyenne. In the, in, uh, the show, she is part of the Choctaw Nation. 
And in the comics, we see uh, she's sent to break Matt Murdock's heart after being told that after she was told Daredevil killed her dad. And in the wake of the death of Karen Page, so Matt's at the lowest point in his life. So he falls in love. She falls in love and not realizing he's Daredevil. And in the comics, and this isn't really clear, and I don't think this is a power set in the show of her basically being able to mimic people's moves. She's just in a she's just a good fighter in the show. Um, right in the comics, she's basically Taskmaster. Yeah, she she, I mean, she studies. It it, yeah, she's an excellent ballerina fighter. She studies it and she knows it. But when she and Daredevil do fight, and he reveals to her the truth that she's being a pawn, and it was Kingpin who revealed it. He had no connection to that, and she does shoot Fisk in both eyes. <laughs> the show just shooting in one. Um, so. It, they do take a little bit back and forth with it at that point in the comics for the show, but that's where that's where she's based on in the comics. Now, the director of the show said that um, <laughs> that Sydney Freeland said that her powers in the comics were rather lame. Eh, opinions at that point, so it and was not what I would agree with for what yeah. it's worth. I I like I like the Taskmaster ability. Well, I like she could, ability. She could have gone the Deadpool Domino ride. Right? It's not cinematic. It's not cinematic. <laughs> I, I I'm for, well, forgetting which one it was. I, I read a recent story where Echo basically had the Phoenix Force. She does. She still and does I'm like, have the Phoenix Force. To, I haven't read everything. Oh, it was the Avengers Forever story. I think that I read where she had it. But I, I'm she like, does. that's. I, it's fine for a story. It's not what I would want her to like status quo to be. I'm much more interested well, in her as a street level villain. You're gonna have to go back to uh, further in Jason Aaron's run to how that came about. So yeah, which I haven't read his run. Yeah, other than it's, a handful of issues. Well, you read the most important issues in my mind. So fair enough. <laughs> All right. So now getting into the actual Pachafa. So it starts off. Uh, we we are way back in time. Uh, a bunch of strange men and women rising up from pools of water in the underground. And all of a sudden, it starts shaking, 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 and they emerge from it, and they're outside in the sun, and all the, basically, clay falls off of them, revealing kind of their human skin. Um, so, much like a recent show, you know, with uh, Cohorte saying that, you know, some Native American cultures, including hers, believe that they were made of clay. So, this seems to be kind of tipping the hat to that. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely seems similar. And it, it, there's a couple of times like with the water and stuff like that, mm -hmm. you, it, it made, it made like my wife ask, she's like, was that supposed to be a line, like along the same lines as the what if episodes? Like, I don't think so. But I mean, we definitely never saw a Tesseract there and the Tesseract and the main earth was never there in that location. Yeah. But it, visually there were a few similarities. Yeah. The, uh, the leader of it, Chaffa takes the lead and leads their people forward as a young Maya, then it kind of emerges at Maya, a.k.a. Echo, and her cousin Bonnie are using shadow puppets to kind of tell the Choctaw's origin story, which is what they're kind of acting out at that point. Um, we're in Oklahoma 2007, and there's the family sitting around this uh, campfire singing together uh, when Echo and Maya and her mother head out together on the road and they end up in a major car accident because uh, her brake lines apparently have been cut and a cloud plows into them killing Maya's mom outright and it turns out as I said someone cut her brake lines she couldn't slow down but who well Maya Maya's grandmother Chula blames William her father um, and but Maya blames herself because she 
it was her she blamed herself because it was her fault because she wanted something from the grocery store and it was that reason why it made her mother go out so right she just wanted hot chocolate and as a result well her mother ended up dead and she ended up losing her leg because she took a massive chunk of glass that it they didn't yeah. show up but clearly did so much damage that it was irreparable Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And we're mentioning this is the first Marvel TV MA show. So we'll kind of talk about did it really deserve that rating or not? Some of it did. Yeah, some of it did. Some of it. Uh, so they basically, her father takes her away. Um, and it feels like Chula, her grandmother, just it feels like to Maya at this point for, and it, she holds this that Chula basically, ban- like, but bans them, gets rid of them at that point, abandons them because of what happened at that point, because of what her father did. Even her father makes a mention, like, these men have been dealt with. And Shudalist is like, I didn't ask for that. You know, that's not, you, you keep on bringing the, the, these problems to our family, you know? Right. She was concerned. She says something to the effect of, so now there's another family that's broken beyond repair. Yeah. Uh, so moving forward at that point, we fast forward to the present and, uh, Maya with her prosthetic leg is in the ring and sparring. Impressively, she manages to stick, stick with, uh, stick with some of the same facial expressions for most of the series. You know, she just has that very kind of like serious look about her, um, you know, carrying this kind of burden at that point. And I see all in the game in the chat, uh, saying they should have played up young Maya really wanting, uh, the chocolate forcing her mom to go out and rain and get it. Uh, I think she carries around that burden. That's one of the things that her mother heals towards the end. Well, yeah, and her mom just pretty readily just said, oh, I'll go get it for you. Do you want to yeah. come with me? And you can pick out which specific kind. Yeah, exactly. Um, so she uh, so it happens upon a, a sword. Like one night happens upon a swordsman. So now we're getting to the what happened with Echo. Uh, and excuse me, in Hawkeye, where she stumbles upon um, uh, Ronan, played by at that point, you know, Clint Barton, who's under that guise. This is during the blip, killing uh, William, her father, and all the men. But Maya gets there too late. She almost, she almost uh, is just trying to save her father, and he's like, "Nope, that's it." Um, even Bonnie messaging him, telling her that she's she's there for her, you know aren't enough to quell her rage that's in there at that point so as this kind of like we spend like the first 30 minutes plus of this episode basically not only going back to way deep in maya's origins but to through hawkeye to your point you don't have to watch anything of hawkeye to even understand this and what i was hinting at i think they should have done something to this extent in ahsoka interesting how how would they how would they have I, done I, I don't like, I, show say, I mean I guess they'd have to they would have had to recreate stunt shots in live action. Yeah. Because they yeah. I, I mean in the case of Hawkeye, they, they clearly just lifted some footage out of what they did for Hawkeye, mm-hmm. slotted it in here, worked great, I thought, no problem. But it's same medium. I mean, they kind of gave a semi in a, in a, I guess, spoilers for Ahsoka. There is that one episode with some nods, but I, I, it's different, and I get what you're saying. Yeah, it, I mean, again, they would had to have recreated stuff from from live to live action at that point. But I think that's one complaint I heard for the general audience. Like, I, I, I have homework to do. Which again, it's the part of the service. Like, hey, go out and watch this stuff. But this, 
this one you really don't have any homework to do. You know? Yeah, and you know what? To, to be fair, Ahsoka, they never claimed you didn't have homework to do. No, they didn't. They did not. It's they, no Star they, Wars spotlight. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so then we are, you know, she, she at that point, you know, she just she wants she she's just needs to basically figure out a way to get revenge at that point. So Maya breaks into, you know, flash forward, we get into, we're not, you know, we get flash forward and she's breaking into a bike dealership, steals a bike and puts on the accelerator and destroy, breaking through the glass, destroying a cop car with that side. She's arrested. And who walks off to basically get her out of it? The Kingpin himself, Wilson Fisk, just shows up. You hear some yeah. cops going, do you know who that is? And he just walks up and is like, get out of here and takes her. Yeah. And uh, while they're in the limo at that point, he's kind of chastising her and saying, you know, I know what you feel. My own dad was killed when she when I was 12. And uh, he wants to help her release her rage in a constructive way with a job. Now, I noticed when he was talking about when he said my dad was killed, he was kind of fidgeting with his hands trying to like. Every time he talks about his dad, he's got to tell that something, something's up with that story. He didn't give the whole story. Well, that, and if yeah. you want that backstory, it's out there. You can watch it today. But <laughs> he did not give the whole story. Yeah. Uh, so the job is Maya's accompanying a couple of uh, Kingpin's goons to uh, to get rid of a gang looking to move in on his territory. And I love it how she handles the security guard basically feeling her up. Yeah, pretty much, and she just immediately turns it around on him and let, lets him know that that's not uh, not going to be acceptable. And as uh, they knock at the door, and the guy says, "Kingpin, uh, you know, pr- thanks you for your service." And that's when, bam, gunshot. Now we start getting to our TVMA really instance, and we begin our, I'm going to say, quote unquote, one take long shot because there, I, I've seen enough true one takes to say like there's a few quick cutaways that uh they definitely spliced in but this is a very impressive long one take it it yeah it's it's shot as a oneer, but yeah. it, it's it's obviously not a real one but you know what the the fake ones they work for me too I oh yeah they, 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 so, they, did, they did so yeah let's talk about very, this very cool sequence and it's one in the trailers. I think we talked about it, how it looks like that's what it's going to be. But the trailers, they spliced in other footage from other scenes and then went back to it. Yeah. Yes. Obviously. Yes. That was the big one shot of, of the episode. And I love the moment where Maya is just stuck in the doorway. She's just watching. She's just watching. She's a little panic looking. She doesn't know what to do. Maybe she's in over her head. <laughs> yeah. And then one of them, one of these guys attacks her. To me, even watching twice, it's a little unclear if he started to fall towards her and went with it or full on ran towards her. But either way, he ends up attacking her and she she gets him in a headlock, for lack of a better term. And with that, she just kills him, like flat out breaks his neck. It actually reminded me of Arrow in episode one of Arrow when you find out this is not your regular superhero and he breaks (laughs) the guy's neck. And the... Uh, the, the, they they honed in on just their heartbeats and you hear two different heartbeats not in sync with each other and then you just hear one and basically the look on her face changes and she is now ready to do whatever Kingpin asks her to do and, and it's, I love it because uh, we get this throughout the series too when it's just like Maya's point of view in the sense of how the, she hears the world the, the sound dulls and like you said all you hear is the heartbeats and then you just hear the audible snap 
uh, uh, basically his neck bat his neck breaking and you know dead and that at that point it releases something in her of saying i'm gonna go basically beast mode beast mode yeah <laughs> and, that's a good way of putting it. And, and go full on like rage at that point especially i love it when the security guard that felt her up and he she signs oh you again let's go <laughs> yeah she smiles you again let's yeah um it this will probably come as a shock coming from me but it actually to me was a little reminiscent of wonder woman smiling in the final battle of dvs where she got knocked down smiled and went right back at dooms like it definitely had the same vibe yeah and then we get we get my man showing up at that point all of a sudden breaking through daredevil in the updated netflix costume at that point this is taking place during the blip so now we have yes. confirmed that Daredevil, Echo, Kingpin had all survived, officially were around during the blip. So I took it the same way. And at some point you see like the year 2021 pop. I'm like, oh, it's during the blip, right? Obviously it's during the blip because we know Clint didn't get blipped. And we know this, the events of what he does as Ronan were all yeah. during that time. Obviously he didn't. It's during the blip. We just, it, it's in the hindsight, I'm like, I, it should never have even been a question. We yeah. already knew the answer. <laughs> but him coming in the banter he says you know great i've been watching this for that and you go and ruin it at that point thanks <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. but she but how they basically go toe-to-toe with each other at that point you know you see you see daredevil getting frustrated at that point and realizing she's not some normal person he can take down easily at that point they both go and, and she doesn't let up at that point um and it's even Kingpin calls it out when she's uh, later saying, hey, uh, you know, you you kind of stood toe to toe with uh, this guy that, you know, most of my other men uh, haven't been able to do. And she call uh, Fisk calls it my part of his family and uh, they should work together from now on. So, I mean, that, what did you think of our we've seen? We've seen Charlie in the yellow and red. Now we've seen him back in the updated Netflix costume at that point what would you think i mean let, let's be clear these heroes they change costumes all the time in the mcu like no no big deal there i know some people are questioning it but it's like go watch one of the spider-man movies especially like spider-man far from home or no way home they he wears so many different costumes in the same movie like i don't mind daredevil switching costume between projects and you know what red is my favorite costume for him i like the red and yellow i you know the the mustard and ketchup costume i enjoy that i am glad that we got to see it for at least you know an episode of she hulk but if they were only going to go with if they're going to go with red going forward that's fine like yeah. the yellow the yellow one i'm i'm glad we got to see it kind of like i'm glad we got to see the different captain america costumes we've gotten to see even though i have mm-hmm. my favorite there All, how many different iron man armors have to me it's no different and so cool i i love that they're using the same suit from the daredevil netflix show other than you know just a little bit different shade of red it looked fantastic. Yeah, it was good. Um, all in the game saying uh, even the Warners and DD were stitched together. Oh yeah, yeah. It was just it, it was it was one of those when people say, "Oh, it's a." Gr-, it, some people I've been watching it's claiming it was a full thing. I was like, eh, but there's still so much fun. Oh to watch. yeah, but and- but it was so impressive, and, and I praise him in the sense of how long the sequence went at that point. And I, mm-hmm. and I and you are right. Uh, all in the game, you know, I agree. Loving the way she held her prosthetic leg, delayed kicking DD in the head when it 
it with it in one particular shot yeah it it was very impressive you know got my fact or fiction proven right one and only time for daredevil and i'm glad it was the only one in time for daredevil because again this is echo's show uh, you know what it, yes like obviously we're both super hyped to see more daredevil but it's it's about echo when it, to be fair when daredevil born again comes out I would be able to tell you there wasn't enough Daredevil in the show, right? Like, I'm going to want more. I always want more Daredevil. Yes, absolutely. You want more Charlie in your life. I do. But it's not It's not his show. Just like in She-Hulk, it wasn't his show. And I don't want the show, the main character, to be overshadowed by his presence. And I don't think they did that at all. It's a fun little cameo. If, if you're not sure who he is, you can go, you can go watch that episode of She-Hulk. Or you can watch the other episodes of the Daredevil show itself. But if you do know who he is, oh, cool, you know, get excited because you're seeing Daredevil come back. And now he's back in the middle of a oneer, and it's a fun little fight scene. At one point, he kicked her prosthetic leg and, like, it did nothing to her. I'm like, that's awesome. I love the way she uses that as a weapon and uses it against him. And it just the whole sequence was great. And so it, it, it is, I mean, realistically, it is my favorite action sequence of the show, right? It is like, but part of that is very not just because of Daredevil, it's because of what Echo is doing in this sequence. Yeah, especially like you said, when Daredevil tries to go for a, a movie, does was trying to kick out people's uh, kneecaps at that point to find uh she don't have one in front of her legs, so it doesn't work as well. Uh, super bad, Mike in the chat. I hope we eventually find out how Kingpin got out of the deal he made with Daredevil. Yeah, Did yeah, he? Was it wasn't the deal just he lays off Daredevil's people? And doesn't and keeps his secret and keeps his secret. I don't yep. think it had anything to do with him staying in prison. Yeah. And as so, the deal may still be on, but yeah. we know Vanessa has been recast, unfortunately. But we are going to see Vanessa again. So mm -hmm. maybe we'll. I'm with. I'm with you, Super Bad Mike. Like I want to know the answer to that too. Yeah. But I think the deal is still on, or at yeah. least they they haven't shown us that it's off yet. True. Um. So then we catch up to. You know the Hawkeye, Hawkeye with Hirsch, you know, putting a gun to Kingpin's head and shooting, shooting at his eye, and then we cut to five months later. So now we have kind of where we're at present time again. Thirty plus minutes of doing this again. I, I applaud them for taking going knee deep on this and, and taking the time to really say like you don't have to do homework. Um, so Maya has a nasty gash across her stomach, and she tries to patch herself up um, on the side of the trucks using dental floss, which was impressive. We never um, do find out what it was from. Yeah, I, I mean they said, said it, they said it was a bullet, but we oh don't yeah, know oh, what it was from. Like, yeah, 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 like yeah. who shot her? We don't know who yeah. shot her. That's true. Um, so she does arrive eventually, gets back home in Oklahoma, and she starts seeing visions of the past, namely of you know her 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 uh, Choctaw ancestors and she st it starts to bleed through and then Maya's distracted uh you know kind of wakes up all of a sudden and then someone's yelling outside and we meet Biscuits her old pal and his dog Billy Jack good old Biscuits yep I fun character I liked him easily manipulated though Echo definitely took advantage of him <laughs> oh yes she did is. yes she did uh Maya spies uh you know she he's they're talking at that point um she does spy Bonnie from afar, but he she said, ah, I don't want to get I don't want anyone to know. She basically says, Do not tell anyone I'm here. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Um 
Instead, she ends up at the skate rink. Um, I love the uh, statement, make, make America skate again. Audibly love that. laughed, yes. Yep. Looking for Henry, uh, who happens to be DJing. And as the pair head off to talk in private, uh, the assistant, uh, Vicky, uh, behind the counter, messages someone and asks about the alleged bounty for the king killer. Uh, and, of course, that's referring to Maya. So we already know he's up to no good and we can't trust him. And from they go to a high water tower and Henry and Maya spy this shipping business. And this is where Echo basically, Maya basically says she wants to wants wants one train so she can send a message to him. And Henry outright says, nope, I'm not getting involved. Not You're not going to bring this war to this town. I'm not choosing a side. I'm sticking to trying to protect my people. But Maya's convinced that Kingpin's time is up. It's now time for a, as she says, a queen to take over. So she's blinded by vengeance, revenge for power, and a and a still a desperate need to avenge her father now that she knows Kingpin was responsible. Right. And she, who knows? Like, yes, we know Henry was technically working for Kingpin, but it, it was they made it pretty clear it was under duress. And if if Maya had gone about it a different way, maybe he would have been willing to help from the start. Yeah. Uh, so as the episode comes to a close, we cut to the hospital where we see Kingpin happens to be alive. He's lost his eye, in quotes, I put that, uh, though he's breathing, which is big trouble for everyone. So, so yeah, that's where we leave uh, episode one. So uh, before we head into episode two, I want to kind of point out this for those that are curious about it. Uh, the Choctaw Nation have established a website because as it comes to the very last episode of the season of the uh, series, uh, it does they give great thanks to the Choctaw Nation uh, for being a partner in this. And so they've established a website called uh, echo.choctawnation.com uh, where you can learn about their involvement in this, their opinions of it, some pictures, learning about the history of their culture, um, the language that they used, um, and kind of going into exactly kind of their stuff. So it's really, again, they are taking huge pride in this, as they should. Um, again, it, it, it's just a, a great time and moment for that. So definitely go to that website if you're curious about more. All right, episode two, uh, Loak. And what each ep- of these episode titles are basically is Maya's matrional lineage dating back at that point. So each one of these represents, and each episode begins, for the most part, with a quick little kind of going back in time to that particular ancestor. So uh, it specifically goes back to 12,000 AD in Alabama, where um, we see the Native American tribes together playing uh, a, a, a ver- their kind of version of stickball. And many times Native American tribes would use competitions like this to settle disputes without bloodshed. And one of the players basically calls out saying who, whichever team loses, their, their people will be expelled from that land forever. Harsh. So again, I, I mean, <laughs> it's, it, no one dies, at least at that point. Yeah, I guess. I mean, except for they're expelled from the land. But just, yep. and just and, and could you just imagine? <laughs> it's like this town literally is not big enough for the both of us. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, so at one moment, uh, Loak, it, you know, she's getting very frustrated because her team's kind of losing at that point. Lo- and at one point, Loak's basically in her high moment of stress. She's been gifted powers by her ancestors and spirals appear on her hands and she's able to kind of gain some strength and force uh 
you know, forced her side to win at that point. So we're going to see these kind of spirals because if you remember back in episode one, you had the spiral pool that uh, the ancestors were drinking from as well. Yes. Um, I, I, I'm just looking through that website a little bit because I hadn't looked yeah. at it yet. And it is, a, it, it is pretty cool to watch them talk about the different the different stuff. So definitely go. I'm, I'm bookmarking it to look at more later. Um, definitely take the time to go to that. Yeah, definitely. If you didn't catch that uh, URL code, just Google Echo and Choctaw Nation. It should be one of the first links that pops up. Yeah, it was echo.choctawnation.com. Thank you. All right, so finally we arrive back in the present, and Maya awakens to find biscuits outside with a whole bunch of food for her. Mm -hmm. However, she just wants a few more things and hands over a list, and I I don't think it's more Pop-Tarts and other things. Didn't look like it, no. This stuff was a little more more uh well militia grade as as her grandfather put it <laughs> with a lot of cash basically say stop asking questions just go and uh biscuits heads over to the pawn shop and uh we meet uh scully uh, and uh he he i i i meant to write down the actor's name at that point but the actor has been uh, i know brent you're gonna probably do it for me real quick um the actor has been very much featured in a number of uh, of projects uh portraying native americans uh, as soon as i saw him I was like hey i know you <laughs> graham green graham green yes yep. and so uh he's there running a pawn shop and some tourists are there and um they're trying to buy a, a piece of native american pottery and i love when he says what, what, what is he he's chanting is the, uh, the darn buy, thing buy the darn thing buy the darn thing a little chant it, oh i was i was cracking up because he's totally playing into it there for sure yeah um, but he's obviously trying to take advantage of them and, and they're saying, well, we want one of those, uh, Navajo rugs at that point. And biscuits kind of steps saying, oh, those Navajo rugs. No, no, you're going to get authentic stuff here. That Navajo rugs are coming from Madripoor, man. We're dropping Madripoor left and right in the MCU. Yep. That's right. Um, and he sells them and he, they buy the stuff they leave. And so biscuits go to them and say, I need some gear. I need a camera, a really small camera, a bunch of other gear, and uh yeah he gets all the stuff from maya's list but scully's just like uh you look to be getting some trouble biscuits yeah pretty much and he's kind of questioning it and i enjoyed the gag about i need a camera no smaller camera no smaller camera and they just kept getting smaller and smaller cameras and finally they found one that works yeah uh meanwhile uh chula her maya's grandmother and her family are discussing maya's return and how best to approach approach this uh chula shows up and to see that Hen- to Henry to talk, and, and Chula is, is concerned as Biscuits is impressionable and easily misguided by Maya. Mm-hmm. Uh, she doesn't want Bonnie to find out that Maya's back either way, and, but Henry convinces her that Maya is just passing through without causing trouble. So, you know, again, it's just we're, we're going to get to the bottom of, of Chula and Maya's relationship at that point, but even at this point, it's just like, man, she has no good opinion about Maya right now. No, not at all. And honestly, it feels really harsh. Yes. Like, really harsh. Like, I mean, Maya was just a child at the time. Like, all, all the anger that Chula has towards Maya's father, she's putting on her. I just And I'm like, that's your grandkid. That's your daughter's daughter. Like, what are you doing? Well, obviously, it sounds like she's heard maybe possibly who she's been wrapped up with at that point and heard the stories. So, uh, so well, Maya is not going to do do that. And uh, with the sound with the sound of a train horn in the background, Maya decides that she's going to pack up her things and catch a train. So she she gets in 
with Biscuit's uh, truck. It's not really Biscuit's truck. It's Chula's truck. <laughs> and she basically says, all right, I've got a tra- tracker on me. You're going to track me, and they're going to pick me up from the train at that point. So you got to kind of stay with us at that point. And then she just jumps from the bridge onto the train. And I do appreciate that she lands, not perfectly, not as a poser yes. at that point. And, and I do appreciate that this is not like she's not the perfect warrior yet. I had the exact same thought. She's she's not a Black Widow. Like, you know, like, you're right. Natasha would have been posing all over that train. And and Yelena would have been very happy that she didn't pose. That's right. And Yelena would be like, I'd rather you fall than pose. So, <laughs> yeah, she almost just fell right off the back of the train, it looked like. Yeah. Um, so, uh, basically, she met. She gets into the train at that point, And we see her kind of get into one of the one of the kit one of the like, kind of cartons at that point we don't know what it is we see the name of it but it obviously doesn't mean anything to us she does D9 something X, in it whatever that is yeah so she gets she does what she needs to do we don't see her take anything we, but she does place something in there what we find out later um, but as she's trying to get away from the train she she gets stuck her prosthetic leg gets caught in one of the joints and instead of just leaving it she manages to basically in a high-level stress, she conjures up, not realizing it, some of her ancestors' powers, strength, um, so that she manages to free herself and uses sparks to signal biscuits. She jumps from perfectly from the train into the back of the bed of the truck um, as she breathes a sigh of relief. Yes, pretty cool sequence. I like that one a lot. And the yeah. jump, the shot of the jump from the train to the truck was just beautiful. Yes. Uh, so that shipment from the train uh, does show up in one of Fisk's warehouse. Unfortunately, it's rigged to explode and takes out basically the entire warehouse, all the people inside, probably killing a, a good chunk of people. And when Henry finds out, he is not happy. No. And uh, he basically tells the people at the place saying, we're going to act like things are coming along. This isn't our fault. We've done our job. You know, we're, we're going to continue on. And he messages Maya that we need to talk immediately. Yeah, he, he knows what happened, but mm-hmm. he's, he's not, he's not going to tell anybody. Not yes. Yet. So as for Maya, she takes her prosthetic leg to Scully saying, uh, I need you to fix this. I need a new leg. And uh, she <laughs> and put puts her, you know, puts it on the table. It's like, Oh, okay. Well, uh, you know, you're gonna gonna be a little bit. I probably have to give you a temporary one before I give you the the real the real deal. And uh, you know, we cut to a scene where Biscuits is trying to get some money because he's obviously damaged uh, Chula's truck and needs to repair it. So he's selling his 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 basically near mint PS4. Yeah, I wonder and, if they have Spider Man on that game. Yeah, no, at that point. But he does let it slip in it, saying that, uh, you know, mentions Maya and Bonnie can hear it. And Bonnie's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. What did you just say? Mm-hmm. Yep. So Bonnie finds out Maya's in town. She didn't know yet. Yes. She now knows. Yeah. And as for Henry, he eventually catches up with Maya and uh, warns her that she is sounding too much like Fisk, whether she agrees with it or not. As for Henry, he's, you know, he warns her that, you know, Get stop doing this. Do not bring it. You know, he she sees him as like siding with Fist. He's like, no, I'm not. I'm choosing my people over over my own personal needs. You are being selfish and trying to only look after your needs. So that's an interesting yes. way he flipped it. Absolutely, and he's not really wrong. Yeah, uh, Maya claims that she knows what she's doing, and I'm like, do you? 
do you really know what you're doing? She thinks she does. And yeah. that's a dangerous combination. Yeah. Um, I did notice in her jacket at the end when she was firing the gun at that point, her jacket has the kind of triangle kind of uh, sun outline, and it mirrors her costumes from the comics. Mm-hmm. And it looks – and from the uh, test footage from Hawkeye that we saw way back when, the, the testing of one of her suits, it was very much an homage to the comics. Yes, so. yes. I, I kind of was hoping they do the handprint at some point, but that's all right. Maybe someday. All right, so we're going to take our next ad break before we uh, get through the next three episodes at that point. So listeners, these ads help keep on the lights at the Geek Ultimate Alliance Network. We don't get to choose what ads come on, and they can be a bit loud, so give you that three count before they come on. Three, two, one, we'll be right back. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary VTW, void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus purchase new wiper blades from o'reilly auto parts today and we'll install them for free see better and drive safer with o'reilly auto parts oh 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 o'reilly auto parts Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And we are back. All right. Episode three. Uh, Tuklo. Or Tuklo. So we start off in a black and white kind of montage, uh, kind of emulating the uh, silent film era with a woman named Tuklo or Tuklo. And just like the previous episode, we see how uh, 
this you know Native American, this Choctaw woman, is you know very much oppressed in the society and being shunned. And our protagonist basically rides away because she wants to be a warrior. She wants to contribute. She she feels like she can stand up just as the best of men. And she braids her hair much like the warriors do and decides to ride with the light light uh, light horseman, which is an actual real life kind of. It was their the Native American police force at, at that point. And uh, it culminates her in, uh, you know, she's a great shooter at that point, trying to prove her father wrong. And we look to see her also staring into a small pool of water with a spiral, much like mm-hmm. in the opening episode. Um, and her father did not want her to become a warrior because, in his opinion, women should be life givers, not life takers. Keep that in mind because that's going to come back. Yes. Yes, it will. Uh, so back in the present, uh, Chula shows up to see Scully and the pair discuss Maya's return. She is definitely not happy that uh, Biscuits has gotten involved, especially now that her car is uh, damaged and needing to be repaired. Scully keeps his poker face going on and giving that he's fixed up Maya's leg and Chula is none the wiser. Um, Scully bemoans uh, Chula's hard head and suggests that she listen to her granddaughter for a change instead of just assuming the worst. Yeah, and I like the. I'm glad it's not both her grandparents that are uh, have written her off, have disowned her effectively. Um, in fact, disown is a word that Echo or that Maya uses herself later. Says yeah. you disown me. I, I, I'm glad at least her grandfather is you know cooler heads, right? Yeah, and, and, and you know it, it's unfortunate that they they split up for whatever reason. Don't get into it, but they uh you know they've 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 divorced or separated or whatever it is at that point um so meanwhile ma continues to experience flashbacks of her native american ancestors but unfortunately her visions come back to bite her when she's kidnapped and tied up and taken to the skating rink she yeah, does the skating rink is actually like a pretty fun set piece right like it, it looks like it a is. fun place to hang out it is so she manages to wriggle free but she spies henry tied up and gagged from afar Vicky isn't the one in charge here, and he has his associate, a middle-aged woman, keep watch. Then they do what they do well in the show and make us hear it from Maya's perspective as the speaking gets lower. Again, I think that is one of the coolest things they could have done is giving us Maya's point of view. Yeah, I'm, re- I'm really glad that they did that. They talked about – the director talked about that and and on the – press tour talking about how normally for close-ups you just show the face but here they were showing the face and the upper torso because they wanted needed the face for emotion and the hands for words and i really appreciated that and also they said the the casting crew did take kind of a crash course in asl so that they could communicate with alico cox and, mm-hmm. and yes. be respective of her instead of like having to have translators on set all the time right absolutely uh, so they uh, didn't bargain on Bonnie showing up outside, uh, though she she heads in through the underground back door and wanders through the hallways. Henry is there, but he signs to her about what's happening in secret. And when Bonnie leaves, she radios uh, through to dispatch, but she's taken out before she can continue with the call. And these guys aren't stupid, and Bonnie ends up in the same room as Maya. I, I And they're both both of them have their hands bound at this point. Yep. I really, really thought that Bonnie, we were going to have a scene of Bonnie trying to talk to to Maya yeah. and realizing like they, it's not going to work. They can't talk to each other. But Maya's foot had 
that come off her prosthetic leg. And so she was able to to reach that and use that to escape because she has a blade hidden inside of it. Got to be. Again, you got to learn from Kingpin. You're going to take some of those lessons, right? Yeah, correct. Uh, so Maya breaks free from her bind thanks to the hidden knife, like you said, and unties Bonnie too. While Maya keeps her, her poker face going, Henry learns that Vicky has called in for backup, and they all show up at the skating rink while Maya prepares to break out. With a whole bunch of tools, she quickly rustles up a makeshift gun and shoots out the lights. Um, Vicky, and he, he wants money from Kingpin's men. However, when he refuses to play ball in, in trying to get the money up front, um, yeah, Zane don't play that game, and Zane no. shoot him dead. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, that guy's not going to make it. It's just it's only a question of who's going to kill that guy, but he's not making it out of there. Yeah, so he gone. And Zane is after Maya, who decides to stalk the soldiers herself in a, another really cool fight sequence ensues. This is this definitely, you know, again, the the first the first one, the first episode still is the best one of the show, but this this rides a, a close second. This was a re- this was a fun one and definitely inventive. Like they they have one of those arcade gun games or whatever, and at one point she ripped the guns off of that and used them kind of like whips and stuff. And it, this was a lot of fun for this sequence. And the, this show didn't have a ton of like lengthy big fight scenes, but they did a good job with the ones they did have. Yeah, and it, it's just it's just really cool. You know, I love it that uh, <laughs> you know. It, one who literally stands in her way waiting for Maya to German suplex him through a pinball machine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, wait, whatever it takes, right? Yeah. Uh, things are going great until Zane happens to have Bonnie at gunpoint and Maya is forced to concede until Zane's phone rings with Don Henley's in a New York minute. You know, everything can change in a New York minute, Brent. The, the, the song, just when they were at the skate park, the song choices were a lot of fun, so. Yeah. Um, I, you know, even in a New York minute, you can lose your head to Kingpin, literally like that, yeah. lose your head to Kingpin to a door. <laughs> you're watching, you're watching Kingpin on Disney plus, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. <laughs> um, and whoever is on the line, hmm, who could it be on the line, Brent? Yeah. It seemed pretty obvious to me as Maya would later say, only one person could make that call. And well, yep. it was that person. Wilson yep, Fisk. That, Wilson Fisk. And he, he decides to leave. Uh, Maya alone, uh, Bonnie alone, Henry alone, and all the men leave, which subsequently saves Maya. And um, Henry knows who this is, and uh, you know he tells Maya that that evening that the kingpin is back. Henry decides that he is going to help her from now on. He's chosen his side, and Scully hands over uh, Maya's new prosthetic leg for her. He also encourages her to go see Chula. He points out that Chula's heart was broken when Maya left and she should maybe go and patch things up with her. But then there's still the unresolved drama with Bonnie too. So what does Maya decide to do? Well, she packs up her stuff and heads home only. She, uh, has a get an uninvited guest or guests as it were, but one in particular has arrived. Uh, yeah, and this is this is the one where I said it's like there was a there was a cliffhanger at the end of three. This is what I was referring yep. to: Wilson Fist standing outside, you know, her temporary home, if you will. You're a mean one, Mister Fisk. Yes, very very nice. <laughs> yes, Wilson Fist has arrived. The Kingpin is alive and and somewhat recovering at that point. Eye patch and cane in hand at that point, and uh, 
that is a cliffhanger at that point but luckily we don't have to wait a week we just wait to the load screen of the next episode uh episode four taloa this is maya's mother's name Mm -hmm. so uh episode four starts off back in 2008 maya is uh leaving school as a child and Fist watches her from afar when a uh, ice cream vendor taunts her about her deafness. So he he's a spe- he has a special place in uh, the underworld, and Screw hopefully that Mephist- guy. yeah, and hopefully Mephisto's there waiting for him. Um, as a result, uh, Kimpin gets out of the car, takes the ice cream man, and beats the living snot out of him, uh, right next to the gar- right next to the garbage, which is appropriate because he is garbage as well. I mean, um, the, 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 it would have been more merciful, I think, if Fisk had had a car door to slam on his head. That's like, true. Again, still. in a New York minute, anything can change. <laughs> and Brock's in the chat saying, yes, yeah, screw that guy. Yes, yes. Congratulations, Brent. I'm, uh, uh, Brock, I'm assuming you have now finished the show. He, he did. He, he just confirmed he finished it. Yeah. He gotcha. said he enjoyed it. Good. Uh, so... He he basically bleeds him in bloody pulp, and I love it when he gets on the phone uh, before Maya shows up and sees what's happened and calls for a new Jack because he doesn't want Maya to see him in this way. Remember, even remember back to the Netflix show, he wants people to see him as pure. He wants to see him in white. He wants the replacement. But when Maya sees him after she sees what he done, he tells her, "Don't be afraid." But she's not. She's not afraid. And she does exactly what I wanted her to do, what? which is demented. But I'm like, I hope she goes up and just starts beating on this guy. She walks up to him and just gives him a couple good kicks. Yeah, there we and, go. You know, it, so like the, the seeds were there for Maya from the beginning, unfortunately for her. But still, <laughs> it's like you got to I, I like Brock said in the chat. Screw that guy. He needed it. He deserved it. Yeah, and uh, it, it, yeah, exactly. He he deserves it. He deserves to. Uh, I don't know, maybe getting beaten a bloody pulp, but yeah, some bad things need to be coming to him. So karma, it, it can be sometimes uh, what goes around comes around, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no, uh, no tears will be shed over that one. Yeah. So fast forward to 2021 uh, during the blip, and after the Ronin and Ronin killed her father, but before the Daredevil fight sequence. So try to keep track of that, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Maya's last lesson is done, and she and Fisk uh, can only trust one another, and so it, it's time for her to move from theoretical to practical lessons, and he dismisses the interpreter, and she walks away, and all you hear in the background says, no, I won't talk, I didn't hear anything, and then you hear the sound should go down, and uh, you see this nice, uh, you know, plastic sheet, and mm-hmm. there go the interpreter to go bye-bye. Yeah, it, uh, you gotta wonder why she didn't like question the plastic when she turned the corner and saw it all there. Yeah. But regardless, it's like what it really hit me more my second viewing. But it's like this is so demented of Wilson, which means it's right yeah. up his alley because Maya's right there and has no idea it happened. She can't hear it at all. Yeah. Um, now I want to point out the conversation that the Fisk has with uh, Maya during this times, like. This conversation is casting Fisk. I, I like to say it's like Fisk is a colonizer, like, and, and I'm not talking about like what the necessarily the joking thing that uh, Shuri says. Shuri to, says to yeah, Ross. yeah. Um, but truly at this point, because he he is trying to separate Maya from her heritage and homeland and family. Uh, in the 1800s, this was the same role that many American soldiers played when they drove the Choctaw from their lands. Fisk is trying to become Maya's new family, and he wants her to come back with him to New York. In other words, he wants her to leave behind her heritage and relocate to a place that 
choose that he chooses not only that but want her to conform to his way of communication because when we see them meet and have that conversation back in the present she it almost looks like like i was about saying oh she he's gonna when the men grab her oh he's gonna take out her eye no puts a contact lens in so like it's signs what he's saying for her like kind of an augmented reality mm-hmm. and it just shows that he like she even calls it out later and then later in the episode just saying like you didn't even w- try to learn the language you had to create a device so that way you didn't have to learn right language. you and, have no respect at that point sure he knew a couple phrases oh he knew i it. love you that's what they do in grade school right he knew that he knew like family and that was about it and the, ice cream ice the cream. uh the, the the tech for that okay a little wonky looking the arms and stuff i'll give it i'll give it that but it's a cool idea it's a fun idea and it's it, it's by far the most like tech thing that they do in this whole show and yeah. just but i'm just like thinking about like squirming a kingpin like sticking it in your eye oh my gosh i'm seeing brock scott as soon as i saw the dexter plastic i knew she was gone yeah she wasn't gonna make it when you <laughs> yeah she wasn't gonna make it. that's great yeah all the game appreciates that that was a good call very good pull brock uh so so yeah it, it's i don't i even though in the next episode she throws away contact I, I am very strong belief that we have not seen the last of that contact lens coming back into play with 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 Maya at that point. So, um, so Fist, you know, they say he wants to have sit her down and have a you know a Sunday dinner like they always used to have. But it's Thursday. And, yeah, but it's Thursday. Yeah, <laughs> and, and Fist brings some great wine and she wants her to drink it, but she instead pours it out and gives him. Probably one of, in my opinion, sorry, not sorry, uh, Shasta for them to have. I got to assume that she thinks it's poisoned, and that's why she yeah, dumped it. That, that's what I think, but it's also... Just it's sticking her, it to him? <laughs> sticking it to him, because I'm not going to be controlled by you. That's yeah. that's her whole thing. But yeah, I I did think that as well. Um, Fisk promises she can have everything she wants, but she needs to come with him back to New York and join him. And Maya interprets that as being a queen pin. <laughs> But when pen, Kingpin yeah. leaves and Henry is free, he warns Maya about what this could mean. Maya blames him for leaving her in New York, but Henry admits that he felt scared. Yeah, he he was scared about it. He says why he tried to leave and he couldn't get out. And, you know, I tried to get out, but they wouldn't let me kind of situation. Yeah. So while they talk, Maya and Chula, you know, they meet. Maya finally goes and talks to Chula. They both experience strange Native American visions of the, of the past. It almost looks like they're having an epileptic kind of seizure at that point, which it, way back in medicine, that's what a lot of people said they see visions during epileptic uh, seizures at that point. Um, so Henry rushes to Maya over to Chula's place, and when she awakens, the pair end up talking inside and they both have been experiencing the same visions so apparently chula saw these same visions when she uh gave birth to maya's mother too uh she was brought out to the hospital and to the wilderness to give birth she points out that and uh, when yeah when she gave birth to maya's mother um points out the unbreakable bond between a child and their mother. Mm-hmm. And as they talk, Chula admits that Maya is very similar to her mom, and it was all her father's fault for everything falling apart. Maya refused to listen and decides to leave. I, I like it that the little call she says, uh, Chula saying, generations are echoing. And yes. up, 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 she said the line. She said, she said it. it. She said it. She said the name of the show. That's Roll right. credits. That's it. Name of the show. Roll credits. Yep. <laughs> 
Um, so after we see uh, Chula go back, uh, she's tailoring some clothes. Maybe some stuff that she was originally tailoring for her mom, but stopped after she died. And now she's starting to augment them for Maya. Well, we are coming up on the final episode. So it is time for a new costume. It is time for a new suit, yes. Uh, because she accepts after seeing the visions that Maya is a warrior. This has a very interesting history in the MCU. Uh, matriarchs making uh, the suits. You know, MCU, we got Kamala, Kamala's mm -hmm. mom. You know, and then also I'm going to call out our DC brethren from some iterations of the game. Ma Kent, Martha yeah. Kent, yes. making Superman's costume. You know, it got called out in the Tyler Hecklin show. So. Yeah, his mom made it. Yeah, his mom made it. Um, I do want to point out, like, on we, we see it later, a little more clear. The circular sun symbol is a modification of the Choctaw sun symbol, meaning continuous happiness through all stages of life. So this symbolizes the connection between the lives of Maya and her ancestors in this power that binds them together. So I do like that call out. Uh, with everything hanging in the balance, Maya shows up to the hotel to see Wilson Fisk with a gun pointed at him. And Fisk is nonchalantly just, you know, think, fine, keep that gun up. And uh, he points out that he loves Maya like a daughter and always has. Maya's unhappy that Fisk hasn't even bothered to learn the sign language um, after all these years, pointing out that this is a way of using his affection as a smokescreen for his true feelings. Mm -hmm. Fisk then brings out a, a a a thing in a box and he reveals it at that point a, a hammer he says it's the same hammer he used on his father to stop him from beating his mom so then she calls out wait a minute i thought you said you know he was killed you didn't say that you killed him and fisk explained that he killed his dad to allow himself to move forward in life handing that that hammer over he tells Maya to use it on him but she refuses now I'm going to point out something that um, that is not the hammer that was in the Netflix show that is not the same type of hammer yeah, if the you go back and look at the clip you can see the hammers are visibly different yep the hammer he killed with his dad is a claw hammer the one that's in this is a balting hammer so he probably got rid of it mom got rid of it at that point because that's evidence well because mom and, got rid of the body yeah and so I, I would assume the hammer went with it yeah so he probably just asked one of his, his minions to get a hammer so he could use it on Maya to connect with her and to manipulate her and to control her. I do not think that this is a simple continuity error. Yeah, and sure, that's possible, but it, it's more Kingpin style to just be manipulative. And it's worth noting this abbreviated version of the story he tells is accurate. It is what he did. Like his dad was beating on his mom is beating on him. So he, you know, he killed him for it. Like he said an accurate story. Just his prop was the wrong one. Yeah. So, so in the morning, Maya decides to leave completely. And when she does, and Fist is waiting on the plane for her, um, he gets very upset because he realized the mistake he's made and loses his temperature to beating on the plane. Just, yeah, just loses it right then and there. And yep. you got to wonder, did he really think she was going to turn around and go on the plane? But, I mean, yes. he must have because, you know what? I questioned <laughs> it too, especially because of how much they said Echo is a villain. I think that's a, a very loose term, but I questioned it too. Is she going to try and take him up on this or take him up on it as a different way to attack him? Well, also in the sense of what we see uh, – I'm going to hold this up, but like what we see the, in the credit scene, what he is – possibly trying to set up Maya to do possibly for him at that point. But I'm going right. to pause that on that one. So 
episode five, final episode of this miniseries entitled Maya. So the finale starts off with young Maya mortally uh, hitting a woodpecker with a rock from a slingshot. She brings it back to her mom and claims that she just found it and it fell. And Maya's mom calls her out and saying that she's lying. And she she basically tells her the truth of what happened. And her mom reprimands her for hurting the bird and uses Native Amer- her Native American energy to heal it. Now, the woodpecker in the Choctaw, in many Native American tribes, but including the Choctaw Nation, it's a symbol as a protector of its people. And it's someone that will always look after its own, which ties in with Maya and how their ancestors powers activate in times of need also the woodpecker is someone that shows up when possible things are going down and not in the good best way yeah and if you if you go back to to the pilot to the first episode when when maya and her young maya and her mom get in the truck to drive off for the hot chocolate yep chula sees she chula actually she's leaving and she sees a woodpecker I, yep. I, you know, I saw them focus on it the first time, but I didn't think about the meaning of it till the second time I was watching the show. I'm like, oh, right there, they're telling you. Yep. So, so yeah. So uh, after we cut, after we cut to that in the present, uh, we see Chula showing up to see Scully. Uh, she's here uh, for business and wants to sort something out with her. Uh, him. She finds her sewing machine that she she at some point pawned for him to get some money and apparently never sold it. In fact, he fixed it up. And he basically is saying, you know, he still loves her. And he said he'll give it to her basically for one thing, one thing only if she comes by the shop at least once a week so they can hang out and talk. Yep. Come visit him some. Yep. So she leaves and she's back at the post office and bumps into Mr. Wilson Fist. And he talks about, she notices like a, uh, you know, something around his neck that she kind of recognizes. Yeah. He, she, she's got a necklace and he sees it. It's basically the, the ASL sign for, I love you. Yeah. And he, he uses that as a way to connect to her, knowing exactly who he is. And, you know, he's basically just doing a little fact finding before he's going to have her kidnapped. Yes, exactly. Uh, so Maya, you know, Maya rolls up into a Roxxon gas station. You know, eventually in the MC, we're going to figure out Roxxon. Roxxon just keeps on getting hit They're, to that left and they right. They got their hands everywhere. <laughs> yep. And uh, so she walks She walks near a trash bin, tosses away uh, the contact lens, signaling she's done seeing the world through Kingpin's eyes and being manipulated before heading into the local diner to eat. Once outside, you know, she's looking outside. She happens to see that woodpecker uh, being an anonymous sign that something major has happened. And especially when Biscuits messages Maya and asks where Bonnie is as she was supposed to be there 30 minutes back. Right, right. So Maya races back home where she finds, goes back to that uh, Chula's house and where she finds, suddenly walks in and there's her mom. And Maya's mom encourages her to let the pain go, blaming herself for her death. And she's going to help her along with her, all of her ancestors. And she comes from a long line of strong, super females. And there's a brand new costume to wear. You see the spiral there, the Choctaw Sun symbol, and the hand with the eye on it. And, and that's called the Hamza. And this, you, you see that kind of symbol a lot of times in many different cultures like Islam and, Jude- and Judaism. And it's meant to ward off evil spirits. And so her mom encourages Maya to work to fight for this. 
and her mom heals her heart, and that was broken. But just as a side reminder, Maya herself, uh, you know, reminder, she also, Maya is also responsible for bringing this fight to the town. You know, right. let's not forget that. So her family, let's remind her, her family accepts her for who she is. You see all her friends, her family, sign an ASL. Creates, they don't have to create a device to try to he- understand them at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, her ancestors' power activated in times of need and high stress. You know, this is all starting to come together. It is. And th- this is the point where you realize she she's going to have have some stronger abilities here. And, you know, the ancestors, like each one had shown the ones prior to it, leading up to it and the way that the power just goes down from uh, ancestor to ancestor or from ancestor, I guess I should say. And you you can kind of tell here, we're going to see something pretty cool. I think with, with Maya going into this final, final battle. Yeah. So anyways, the big festival goes ahead the night uh, and Echo is part of the lineup uh, right in front. Zane is there from afar uh, taking a front row seat while um, Henry uh, phones biscuits and finds out that something is about to go down at festival. He takes care. I love he just takes care of Zane with a pop shot from a silencer at that point, right before Zane uh, launches an RPG and it goes in the sky, blows up. And they, oh, look at all the fireworks. Fireworks, that are starting yeah. To- it seemed, I don't know, like an odd explosion or something. I don't, it's, I don't know how they work, but whatever. Yeah. Um, and I like how Biscuits handled a couple of the vans of people with yeah. uh, the giant with his own weapon truck. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Maya brandishes her gun in, and her new outfit and shows up to the stables to find Kingpin before her. Uh, Kingpin brings forth Bonnie and Chula, who were being held captive. Kingpin taunts her brings up how he killed Maya's father and when she slapped down the power of all her ancestors come up at that point and they go into kind of a big kind of a beat down including at that point Bonnie and Chula now getting the powers which yep. that's you know I get it but it's just like that just seems a little too convenient well it looked like Echo Echo like was able to like push it back towards them but then it kind of makes sense because they're also descended from the line so they, they, they are but it, it just and like they were in the, i mean i thought the same thing the first time i watched it so i i get it but it's like they're they're descended from the line they're at a moment of heightened stress it, it does make sense the same reason Uh-oh, wait a minute wait a minute moment of heightened stress are we talking about mutant abilities maybe maybe we are <laughs> but it, it it is that and i, I want to mention the Right before the fighting started, the conversation that Maya had with Wilson, with Kingpin, yeah. and we've seen them go back and forth before. We've seen them have a translator, in this case, Bonnie translated, but the entire thing was from Maya's perspective. Yes. So we didn't actually get to hear Wilson's words the Correct. way we did throughout the rest of the ep- throughout the episode and the rest of the season. And again, I really, really liked how they did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the women team up, confront Fist, but Maya presses at one point, presses her hands against his chest and head trying to use her healing gifts to try to heal his anger and his grief, causing him to start crying. You know, then we're back in a flashback, an illusion where Fisk, his father, is abusing his mother, beating her up, you know, with the infamous white wall, where on the other mm-hmm. side, his father is beating up his mom. Now, this is Wilson Fisk's worst nightmare, where he was uh, with his family. Maya tells him to hand over his pain and so that she, she can take it away from him permanently. However, this is where there's a little bit of like uh, where I say got, we got to start giving a little grace with continuity and retconning at this point. This is not the same as in the series. The wall he was staring at wasn't in a different room, wasn't in his bedroom. It was the same. He was told to stay in the stair wall 
and in the same room, his father beats up his mom at that point. And so the it's hammer was a little bit different, under- but people's yeah. memories change as they get older. Maya doesn't know the whole story for what she's making him see. It, there's enough there that it's like you can tell he's, he's reliving those events. I am a little su- almost surprised they didn't show a little bit of the footage. Yeah, but it's it, I mean they certainly didn't need to to get the point across. Yeah, no, and like I said, the hammer's underneath the bed. It's on the table uh, where his father is building the election signs at that point. But you know, again, this is where hardcore fans. You know, Brent and I are, are very deep fans of this, but we are I consider us rational fan, not toxics, but. Hardcore fans, you're going to have to accept that they're going to be taking a little bit of retcons here and there to to try to keep as much of the Netflix series canon, but it's not going to be 100% canon. There's going to be things we're just going to have to let go and just going to have to accept. Hey, if you can accept the continuity errors within the I can. MCU, you can accept them from bringing in this stuff too. You know, Spider-Man uh, Homecoming, I'm looking at Spider-Man you. Spider-Man Homecoming is the first one everybody thinks of. It continuity errors are going to happen and you're you're trying i would rather they bless everything from netflix the way they have than say we can't use any of it because it doesn't 100 percent match up yeah um also noted i also noticed when he's in this illusion that he can understand my assigning because she is directly communicating him you know telepathically with her powers yeah so back in the present wilskin leaves before the cops show up now i did notice this his scar is still there. So alluding to the fact that Maya did not, he did not ex- fully accept Maya's healing his broken heart. Right. And I, I first thought it was going to come out with the scar gone and be like, Oh, well that's how you don't have to do that makeup going forward in, <laughs> in born again. But uh, no, it's still there. And they still, by the time born again comes out, I would be able to accept that it's healed, but it's yeah, he didn't, he didn't fully accept it. He more or less got scared and ran away. Yeah. Uh, so we get Maya returning home. Everyone going happy at that point. She returns home to a barbecue, you know, hashtag family. Every time. Yep. And so we get a post-credit scene, one post-credit scene, and we see uh, Wilson Fisk on the plane home saying he needs to assemble the remainder of the five families to uh, sort out the mess in order to bring some order to New York crime. You know, we, I'm I'm adding a few kind of context. He didn't call New York crime. He just, you know, we read between the lines on that right, one. Right, right. The heads of the family, yeah. Yeah. So he, he then is listening to a TV talking about the mayoral race in New York City, saying, like, none of the candidates are really jiving with the people. He, they're saying, like, we – anyone – like, it would possibly a, – a brawler needs to kind of be brought in to really stir up this race and be the – the kind of mayor that the city really needs. And you kind of see this twinkle in his eye at that point, having a realization like this could be his next move. Yes. So this is basically hearkening to two major recent, excellent runs of Daredevil, Charles Soule's run and the recently wrapped up Chip Zdarsky run. Charles Soule began the um, Fisk for mayor and Zdarsky took it to a whole new level uh, with uh, uh, Kingpin being the mayor of New York. Um, this is where we're headed, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we have gotten some words, um, you know, take this with a grain of salt, of uh, the ending of the show had changed uh, because they're kind of waiting to see how the reception to Echo is going to be because they're, they're, you know, how much, if and when Echo is going to appear in Daredevil Born Again. Um, originally, she the, the ending of this was going to be supposedly that she was going to New York, starting up her own private investigation business 
with at the end getting a knock at the door with Matt Murdock coming into her offices and telling her how this is going to play out. Yeah, which would have been fine, but and I I hope we do see. I would love to see her appear in Daredevil: Born Again. I, you know, we don't still know that the current plan is eighteen episodes for that show, but if it is, there's time. Bring her in for one or two. Yeah. But there have been rumors about Mayor Fisk being a thing, and what those rumors point towards, like. It, this is a stepping stone towards towards greater things. I hope that I hope that it happens and this this credit scene gives us credibility towards those other rumors. Just bluntly it was this show leading into Daredevil, potentially leading into Spider-Man. Yeah. The you know, the that first jump is is now there because this absolutely is leading into Daredevil. Yeah. I uh, got got another I got another direct message from one of my people that said that one of the, from what they were handing he's given me some stuff that ended up panning out true so I'll just say it right here that um one of the scenes that was supposedly cut to was where Uncle Henry was safe quote unquote safely shot by Maya using Tukula's powers was actually filmed for Echo and was cut from the series Maya would have shot Henry to convince Kingpin that she was on his side but Henry would have survived with the help of uh, his mortician friend. Mm, so, yeah. so, but because that's who you, you know, need if you need a body fixed or if you need a body gone. You go yeah, to exactly. Yep. So, all right. All in all, I enjoyed the series for what it is. I I don't know if this is going to be something I'm going to revisit like soon. Uh, I probably may you know binge it again along with Hawkeye as we get closer to Daredevil: Born Again. Um, I still think for what it was, it w- it was a good ser- it was a good miniseries. I, I completely agree. Uh, uh, I'm glad it, as one of the things that did get made that, as we said earlier, wouldn't have happened in this day and age of, of Disney and the MCU. So um, I would say just on a whole, before we give our overall, re- like where we're going to rank each episode of favorites, I would kind of put this at a seven. Uh, I Sure, I think that's fair. I was kind of in that seven to eight, li- eight uh, kind of space. I ended up settling on an eight for it. Okay, it, it just on the whole, there there was a lot of stuff in it that I liked a lot. Um, a couple times, maybe it's a little slow, but not too bad. And again, I'm I'm thankful for the bench drop in this case. Don't do it every time. Don't do it every yeah. time. In fact, with Daredevil, let me have that week to week anticipation. Oh, but we got eight. Well, we're getting if we're if we're either going to truly stick to eighteen episodes, which I'm still kind of saying, ah, I don't know. <laughs> I think that'll be eighteen episodes split over two groups of nine. Yes, that, or that is three that groups is of six. But yeah. Um, regardless, it, overall, I was pretty happy with, with this show. I was happy with the amount of Daredevil we got because any Daredevil is good, and Kingpin just remains phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely. Vince Nofrio does steal the show. So general consensus, uh, all in the game saying general consensus seems to be 6.5 to 7 out of 10. Yeah, so we're, we're kind of in line, burping on the higher end. All right, so my episode rankings, the, the five episodes, I go... Uh, I'll just start from the bottom of the top. Episode five, final episode was my least at that point. Episode one is fourth. Uh, Episode two, third. Uh, Second place is episode four with my number one favorite episode of the season is episode three. So it goes three, four, one, three, four, two, one, five. So for me, it was uh, five, the finale, and then three, where they have the big skating rink fight, was my fourth one. Uh, Episode two would be my third spot. I really enjoyed the train sequence. 
episode four is number two, just all that stuff with, with Wilson talking with her. And then uh, episode one actually was my favorite of the season. So I, I was, I, I was saying, I was wondering saying if we'd be opposite ends on episode one. Yeah. I mean, it's what it is, but overall <laughs> I, it, like I said, it, great show. They, they did it. And I feel like, there, there was all that conversation about whether or not like Marvel was dumping this, trying to get rid of it or whatever. I don't think there, I don't think that holds any water. I, I don't, I think they released it in the way that served the story the best. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll just go with that at that point. So yeah, let us know, um, you know, next week we're, we're bringing back probably quite, we're finally bringing back quest listener questions <laughs> at that point. Now that we'll have some time. So, you know, bring us your questions next week for what if, echo anything that's going on at that point you know we're we're hope our show will be going back to back to news for one week actually little, you know what? Wow. Yeah. well actually we can tell you all next week mr travis nell will be returning for uh, ep- uh volume 199 we are going to uh talk about our 2023 which which of our predictions got wrecked and or which ones we got correct and we will be giving our five predictions all of us uh for the 2024 yeah and of course we would have liked to have done it before echo came out this the timing wasn't going to work for that and so basically it's our 2024 predictions minus the echo tv show which i think none of us were really going to be having uh, too many predictions just focused on echo yeah, yeah, no, probably not. It would have been more Kingpin related, I think, if we had had one in there, and there's still an opportunity for that. Yep, and uh, also next week we will reveal our theme and the choices for uh, the listener choices for Comic Book Club uh, at that point. So we got we got that coming on. So again, uh, it's been a fun couple of weeks, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Burns and I are looking forward to a break and going back to kind of news to get a breather before uh, Madam Web comes out. You know, Matt, hashtag Madam Web is the blueprint, right, Brent? Yeah, with the, with the day that releases, i got to figure out when I can go see it. Yeah, exactly. So. On Valentine's Day, in the middle of the week is... Forget the Valentine's <laughs> Day part, just the middle of the week is not the easiest. Yeah. So I'm going to figure out how to how to make that work. Make that work. All right, so Brent, tell people how they can follow you. Uh, yeah, Brentac Prime uh, everywhere, mostly on threads. Yes, yes, yes. So, uh, but yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Chris Balga. My other show, World's Finest True Believers, at Finest Believers. You can follow this show on Twitter at Marvel A Podcast. You can email the show at Marvel Alliance Podcast at gmail.com. You can follow the Geek Ultimate Alliance Network on Twitter at GUA Pod Network. Feel free to tweet, email if you want to provide feedback, ask questions. DMs are open across the board. I want to thank our official sponsor, OrganicPriceBooks.com, for our omnibus hardcover collect edition needs. Uh, use that code MarvelGUA at checkout to get $2 off every single order and uh you know again we want to continue to rate and review us on apple podcast spotify amazon music wherever you get your podcasts we greatly appreciate it thank you all for joining us live in the chat thank you all for listening stay safe out there everyone and as dan the man would say excelsior true believers all right brent the our post-credits discussion tonight well as we said earlier, the Netflix shows are right now in the sacred timeline. We know uh, it is gearing up probably for Kingpin kind of bringing some uh, issues to New York City. It, probably a big battle is going to ensue at that point. Let us talk about who we would like to see on the new MCU Defenders at that point. But you, ha- you know, when you proposed this idea, you had a good caveat to who are the official two members that we're going for that we're going to uh, both agree that sh- are going to be on this team. 
Spider-Man and Daredevil. Just, we can't pick them. They're on the team. Just accept it as is. Because let's be real. We both would have put them on there, and that makes it a little less interesting. So yep. we'll, we'll, we just both agree Spider-Man and Daredevil are a part of it. Let's pick a few more uh, heroes that we feel would be fun in a street war or gang war against uh, against the Kingpin. Yeah. Um, I know one of them is going to be on your list at that point, so I'm going to probably give you that one at that point. But I'm going to say uh, we, we each chose three at that point with a few backups so we could do some differences. So uh, one of my choices for this uh, new Defenders team is Moon Knight. All right, he he was on he was on a, a list I made of larger, just a longer list of potential options. Um, yep. Didn't make one of my cuts though, so good choice. Gotcha. Uh, I presume you're you're talking about the Punisher. Yes, I. So of course, yes. Uh, so my next choice would be uh, something uh, people might consider out of left field, but a uh, Hulk. Interesting. Uh, I mean, he's been a defender. I, you know, I actually was considering She-Hulk, but um, if you're going to give us a Hulk, I'm going to go a little bit different way and say, how about we get uh, Luke Cage, especially because we know what happens after we have Mayor <laughs> Fisk in the comics. So let's go with Luke Cage. All right. And I'm going to go with my final one as Colleen Wing. I love that choice. I love, I love where your head is at. Uh, for me, uh, Shang-Chi. I want to get some chunks okay. in there. I, I miss him. I miss him. Is he? Is he? Yeah, he's super strong, but you know, he's not as strong, as powerful as Hulk is. So I think it'll still work. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, one it, of my backups was going to be Doctor Strange. Yeah, he's been he's been on the Defenders from time to time. Yeah, super powerful, but um, he's definitely there. I had uh, Jessica Jones as one. Okay. Yep. So, uh, but yeah, so those are kind of our our choices at that point. Looking at it, so. Uh, let us know your choices, and we will be back with you next week with Volume 199, our 2024 predictions for the year of Marvel. So we will see you all next week. Bye-bye.